everybody. Welcome to our first uh, podcast with Joint Dynamics Intelligent Movement Series. Uh, today, my guest is Mr. Colin Simmons. He's got over 27 years of clinical experience. He's one of the founders um, of Joint Dynamics while being the CEO. He's a physiotherapist. He has a master in orthopedics and also a fellowship of applied functional science from the Great Institute in the USA. Uh, with a specialty in necks and backs, who else better to kick off our first podcast where we'll be, we will be discussing working from home. Welcome, Colin. Hello, thank you, Dom. So, um, just get straight into it. Um, with the current global pandemic, uh, more and more people are finding themselves having to work from home. Um, what are the, some of the current biggest challenges, physically, that we, you kind of come across when working from home? I think that for most people, hardly any of them have an ideal setup simply because nobody expected that they would be working from home, certainly for this extended period. I know a number of companies have provided um, desks and seating that's more appropriate uh, for people, but it has left a number of people juggling how best that they work from their kitchen table, for example, and what they should be doing. And so it's people trying to work out how best to sit for longer periods of time. One of the other challenges is that people's days sort of blend into the evenings now. So their days actually have become longer. Yeah. People are working slightly harder, it would seem, because they have no sort of natural cut-off. And they tend to take shorter lunches, and yeah. they don't look after themselves as well. Yeah, definitely. I think I, um, I completely agree there. I think the, the kind of tendency is to, if you're working from home, you kind of do a little bit extra in the evenings and like you said you don't really give yourself as much breaks as perhaps you would do if you were in the office Mm. for example um so obviously like you mentioned there not everyone has a kind of perfect desk set up at their house a lot of people working from dining room tables sometimes even in the bedroom on on their bed laying back obviously not the best position to be in physically um how what are some kind of pointers you would give to people when it comes to setting up their home office so one of the, the simplest things people can do is um, they'll most likely be using a laptop because most people have access to that going yeah. to and from work. So you need to get yourself a separate keyboard and a separate mouse. The problem you have without those is that your computer is going to be on the desk in front of you and you're going to be working. And what will, the first thing that will happen is your pelvis will just drop backwards and then and that kind of makes your head go down. And then you start looking up, which will extend your neck for a period of time. So then to counter that, people often raise their laptop up. But all that means is that their hands are in the air and their shoulders are working extra hard, which puts puts a lot of strain on people's necks. So the minimum requirement is really um, keep your laptop screen, raise it up on some books, but get a separate keyboard and a separate mouse. One of the best low-grade options that they can choose also is to find a chair that's got a back support. Take a pillow from the bed, and it won't work with anything else, and put it in the lower back, and then kind of walk yourself back in to the chair so you're kind of wedged in. And what this does is it kind of creates an artificial lumbar support, keeping your back in that natural curved position, and it stops that initial pelvic drop backwards. And it means you can stay passively in that position for a bit longer than you would normally have to. Yeah, and would you say that would work best on something like um, a dining room chair? Or I know a lot of computer chairs these days have got the lower back, um, there's almost a gap 
in the low back. So would you only be able to use this with like a kitchen? Yeah, so, so you, with a kitchen chair, I mean, you, you're a bit limited if you don't have arms because yeah. the arms of a chair obviously help keep that, that pillow wrapped around your lower back. So one of the, the things that I say, just use it anyway. Just kind of put it in there. Yeah. And it's big and bulky enough to just to keep that pelvis more rotated forwards, okay. which kind of keeps you in a bit more of a neutral position. Okay, great. And then when it comes to uh, elevating the laptop, like you mentioned, is there a specific height it should be? Should the top of the laptop be in line with their eyes or is there... You, you always want to have it raised so that where, where the screen height is, you're always slightly looking down, okay. not too much, but just enough so that you're not in that extended neck position for too long, but you've got a little bit of a drop with a chin tuck to kind of keep you in a, a good position. Mm. The only problem that a lot of this is we, we talk about posture a lot. Yeah. And the thing is that clinicians have chased posture as a gold standard for, for decades. And we, don't, we haven't found anything. We, all the things that we, we think are important, like the plumb line, you know, having a line that goes down through your ear and through your shoulder and kind of keeping you level, doesn't seem to work. What the body wants is variety of position and variety of movement. Mm -hmm. It doesn't care what you do, but it cares that you stay in the same position for an extended period of time. So taking frequent breaks is really important. So I would say, you know, rule of thumb, every 45 minutes, stand up, do something, walk around, stretch, sit back down again. And you only have to be up for about 30 seconds to two minutes. Um, it, you don't have to be up and about all the time. And I do realise that, that this frequent movement breaks people's concentration. But you kind of have to mitigate the damage that's being done when you sit for a long time. Yeah. And I don't mean necessarily physical damage, but there's aches and pains that accumulate over the day and over the days going mm. forward. And do you think that the, I mean, the body is pretty good at telling you things? If you're sat down and you're feeling uncomfortable, then maybe that's a good time to kind of get up and... And walk around. I, I think it is. I think you're right. I think, you know, if you, if you listen to your, your, your body, you think, oh, my back's really a bit stiff. And then you carry on sitting there for another hour. You know, that load is going to accumulate. Yeah. I mean, most of these sitting issues are, are a load management issue. You're trying to take pressure off certain structures um, and keep them moving around. Because the body really just doesn't like having that load for an extended period of time. It's like pulling your finger back and holding it back, and holding it back, and holding it back. When you let go of it, it's just really achy, as those tissues have been sort of allowed to settle into an, an elongated position. Yeah. And then it's just really achy when you start moving around. Yeah. I'm sure that people listening will probably feel a lot of... Um, uh, that will feel very familiar to a lot of people, I think, especially <laughs> recently. Um, now, obviously, you mentioned regular breaks there. Something that maybe some people should think about is the kind of... Uh, going off topic slightly is the kind of snacks you have in your fridge... Because obviously working from home, you kind of get up and you're more likely to snack on unhealthy uh, items in the fridge. So just from my perspective and my point of view, maybe having some healthy like snacks like nuts, fruits and things in the fridge might be a good idea. Um, you mentioned they're kind of sitting down for long periods of time and uh, parts of your body getting squashed or elongated in, in ways that maybe aren't um, uh, kind of beneficial for the body. Also, another thing that maybe... the, the people should really, uh, should think about is the, the diaphragm and using the diaphragm to breathe. Um, obviously, if you're sat down for a long period of time, it can, can, can kind of get difficult to breathe into your diaphragm or using your diaphragm, sorry, and then people will kind of start to breathe in their chest more and then that 
uh, stimulates the sympathetic nervous system, will, which will increase adrenaline. Now, obviously, people are quite stressed at the minute anyway, so an increase in adrenaline is probably not a great thing. Um, so maybe some diaphragmatic breathing during those rest periods or before or after work might, uh, might help as well. I think that's really important. Um, I think that the, the, the sort of low levels of anxiety that we see from working from home come from two sources. One, that you, you, as you rightly say, you're going to be breathing from your chest, which means you are going to be stimulating the release of adrenaline and cortisol, those stress hormones that should be released for a short period of time. But a very low level for an extended period of time makes people feel very anxious. Yeah. And it also inhibits your ability to focus because it gives you the whole idea of being having the adrenaline and cortisol in your system is that your vision becomes peripheral, which means that you, you can't adequately focus. So diaphragmatic breathing is really important. The other point of that causes people stress is that they no longer get to see their home as a sanctuary. Yeah. It becomes a workspace. And unless you can have a separate section where you can work from, and you need to almost kind of wall it off in your mind from the rest of your house, yeah. I think that just adds to that layer of anxiety. And, and going back to the stuff you said about food in the fridge, yeah. a friend of mine put up a sign in her fridge which basically said, you're not hungry, you're just bored. Yeah. Shut the door. <laughs> Yeah, there's, um, I, see, I see a lot of kind of images like that, especially recently with, um, like I say, you know, people working from home and you, you kind of don't have that break or your break is like, I'll quickly run to the fridge and grab something out of the fridge to have lunch because mm. I need to get back to work because, like I said, it's difficult for people to focus as much and maybe they don't feel as productive and then they feel they've got to work longer hours. And I think it just gets into that a kind of vicious cycle of not feeling productive, trying to do a little bit too much, getting yourself more stressed, and then it kind of starts all over again. Um, in terms of the kind of neck and back pain that we mentioned, are there any exercises that you can suggest for people to do at home that can help to um, you know, mitigate these kind of symptoms? And yeah, and they're, they're very, there are some simple things you, you can do. Um, and, and basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to reverse the positions you've been in. Yeah. So a couple of things, even if it's as much as um, standing up and just arching backwards, taking your hands behind you and just leaning backwards and trying to get your breastbone towards the ceiling just to ex extend that upper back, that thoracic yeah. spine, to just kind of get some more mobility because it spends so much time stuck in that flexed position. And one of the other things that's really useful, and I'll try and describe this so it's a bit, a bit tricky to understand, if you imagine you're taking your right hand, and you can do this sitting or standing even, whereas you take your right hand over your head so you lean to the left, at the same time, you take your left hand and you're going to rotate your spine around to the right. So effectively, you're doing a type of motion that really mobilizes the upper back. Yeah. And the upper back is that first place that protects your neck, really, yeah. because the, the neck has to respond to what's going on in your upper back. And if it is in that slump position, it's very stiff. The neck's not going to be able to function very well either. And also some just gentle stretching and just kind of moving your head around from side to side, some rotation, just really simple things. And there's a whole bunch of stuff um, available um, either on the internet or, you know, even some of our, our movement series that we have online, our YouTube channel, are really useful things to do just so that you make sure that you're keeping as mobile as possible. And the other thing that people need to concentrate on is, is hips. Your hips get very, very stiff. So even just standing with one foot in front of the other 
and just taking your arms in the air and leaning backwards so that that hip in the back gets to feel a bit of a stretch through it. You really are just trying to reverse the position you've been in for that extended period of time. Yeah, so you're kind of almost, you're uh, working on the kind of the antagonist muscles of the muscles that are, the the antagonists of the muscles that are always in that stretched position, sorry, the the shortened position, uh, which can lead to long-term effects like upper cross syndrome, where a lot of people are very rounded in the shoulders and tight in the chest, so opening the chest up and... It's important that the the opposite side feel that load going through it. Yeah. So the, and because the nervous system hates it when it doesn't get any movement from a particular structure, yeah. and it really wants to feel that it's got full extensibility as well. Yeah, definitely. And of course, anyone listening uh, should tune into our Facebook channel uh, every morning for our um, morning movement medicine with uh, Andrew Cox. Um, a great start to the day to help you get moving and to kind of work on some of the things that we've talked about today. Uh, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with, Colin, for the first episode? I, I think one of the big take-home I, I hope people got from this was that you need to keep moving. Yeah. The body doesn't like being stuck in one position. And in many ways, all you have to think about is this. Try and reverse the position you've been in for a period of time. Yeah. So you need to go kind of backwards and open yourself up even if it's as simple as that. I mean, even learning the sun salutation from yoga and just doing one round of that every couple of hours would be really useful. Yeah, that's something that uh, (laughs) my daughter does at home every day. She loves uh, that song. Uh, Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you've got any questions, please feel free to get in touch with us, either through Instagram or Facebook. Um, And please tune in for our next episode. Thank you again, Colin. Thanks, Dom.